Virginia Cooperative Extension is your local connection to Virginia Tech and Virginia State University. With offices in nearly every locality, Virginia Cooperative Extension provides low or no-cost services including well water testing, soil sampling, 4-H clubs and youth development activities, nutrition education, how-to workshops, and much more. Visit ext.vt.edu to see what your local Virginia Cooperative Extension team can do for you. At Virginia Cooperative Extension, we are changing lives. Virginia Tech and Virginia Cooperative Extension are an equal opportunity affirmative action institution. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. (sighs) What a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Hey, what's up? Finally, <laughs> we pulled it off. <laughs> I know, after yeah. so many growing pains. Yeah, <laughs> learning pains. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Well, it's good to be back in the mix. You know, it's been a while, right? For yeah, weeks. yeah. I- I was just thinking about it today. Well, maybe you know he was gonna wanna do a live chat today. I would like that. <laughs> and then you called <laughs> or sent me or texted me. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, happy to be back in that mix and talk some boxing. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Welcome. Jack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, so I guess the big one we could start with that happened over the past weekend, of course, was uh, Pacquiao versus Ugas. There's been a lot of chatter in that regard as of late. Uh, and, of course, yeah. you've seen it, and it was a unanimous decision victory for Ugas, which I think was deserved because he was the better man on that night. He outboxed Pacquiao, and even at... 42 years of age, going on 43, I thought Pacquiao, he looked well. He was moving well. He seems to still have some bounce uh, to him. And this was a case where style trumped everything that Pacquiao tried to present. Because Ugas, like many of the Cuban fighters, is a patient fighter who looks to execute with the most accurate punch that he can find. And that seemed to be what was Pacquiao's downfall in Ugas's ability to land that looping right hand that he landed all night on Pacquiao, who had no answer for it, how to stop it or how to even get past it. So I think that it 
lived up to the hype. I was unsure at first how Ugas would come out, and he even said that he was uh, not going to have a letdown or anything of that nature, given the fact that this was essentially the fight of his life, and he ended up coming in and doing his thing. What were your thoughts on it? Well, uh, on the fight, well, <laughs> I really, well, of course, uh, Manny was uh, very, you know, active during the fight and threw a lot of shots, but I, maybe he didn't, I, I guess you can see that many of them were, did not land, or at least not so sharply, or, you know, cleanly. And uh, Ugas was simply uh, the more, uh, accurate puncher and uh, even though he didn't uh, throw as many punches perhaps uh, per round as many did but he still managed to hurt him a few times and yeah he he really fought a really good uh, counter punching i guess fight so pretty smart yeah yeah, yeah so all right yeah and you make a good point um yeah nothing seemed to truly hurt Manny from what I saw. You guys did land some good shots, but Manny was able to take them well, though his face yeah. was a bit busted up in the aftermath. But vice versa, Manny Pacquiao wasn't able to land. He was able to land a few things that looked like they snapped Ugas's head, but nothing that truly had Ugas in trouble. And I think that as the rounds went on, Ugas got more and more comfortable, and it was to a point where he wasn't even necessarily worried about the shots coming back as far as him getting off his right hand, because he knew it was there, and I thought he had a brilliant mm. display. Yeah, he certainly did. Uh, he, uh, I mean, he was always a tough uh, opponent for anyone he had faced, I guess, so far. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, He's got that Cuban, uh, you know, style, the Cuban school. Well, that was the chair. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it, he's got, of course, that, yeah, I guess the, the typical Cuban, uh, yeah, I don't know, style, which is, uh, which is focusing on uh, simply being a, uh, pretty accurate and uh, not you know maybe yeah. not throwing too much and we you know at the time at the time i guess yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha sharp simply <laughs> yeah yeah similar to uh Ares lundy lara what was able to help him stay successful yeah. for as long as he has if excuse me at the end of the day his uh skill set stop level um, this being uh, Ugas's, just like Lara's skill set is top level. And I think mm -hmm. that can take you a long way in this sport. It uh, doesn't always make for the most exciting fights, but in this case, I think that the fight was fairly exciting just from an overall standpoint. So can't complain about yeah. that. And I thought Ugas had a great showing given the short notice turnaround for him to jump in and replace Errol Spence. Mm. Yeah, I would like to see it once again. But I, <laughs> I did see the whole fight, but uh, once so far, yeah. But you know, with Manny, he's never gonna be there just to you know, pick up a paycheck. Of course, that's why 
people love love him and you know he really gave gave it 100 percent but uh, it's just that he is no longer what he used to be and uh you know he still got you may say the hand speed to a certain degree anyway but uh yeah. he's simply not able to I guess to maintain the same uh, work rate, perhaps over twelve rounds, and yeah, yeah, as as he used to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And interestingly enough, you know, he doesn't really rack out uh, knockouts any longer. You know, yeah, uh, rack up like knockouts like he did a little bit earlier in his career. Since he's been at Welterweight, I don't think he has a ton of uh, actual. Knockouts of stoppage. Yeah. I remember Algeri, Lucas Matisse, who was essentially yeah, a blown up one forty seven pounder. Um, but yeah, and of course he was able to stop Kodo at a particular at that particular point. But for the most part, he's been going the distance for a lot of his uh, last several fights. So I didn't have the expectation that he was going to stop Ugas or anything. But he did have, oh. I guess, uh, as good a showing as you can expect from a 42-year-old. And I thought that it really yeah. came down to Ugas's game plan and, and him picking off Pacquiao anytime Pacquiao jumped in and tried to win those flurries. He wasn't able to do that this fight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he didn't let Manny uh, dictate the tempo too much, even though Manny was very aggressive. But... Yeah, he was in there. You know, every round he was there, throwing, not throwing and landing. And well, yeah, he didn't simply let Manny, you know, uh, find his true pace. You might say, whatever. Yeah. 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 So this makes for an interesting question. What's next? You know what I'm saying? You know, that's that's yeah. a good question. What's next for both fighters? Now there there are a lot of interesting choices out there, but um, what are your thoughts on where Ugas goes from here? Well, definitely should be headed towards a major uh, fight. I mean, against one of those, well, at least, well, Sean Porter, maybe Errol Spence Jr. I don't know, one of those guys. I'm not so sure about Crawford, but uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He seems to be really picking his opponents carefully now. I think maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's, yeah. yeah, since he is the number one, you know, more or less, he's the more established guy, so he doesn't have to. I mean, Errol Spence is still not, you know, as established as he, as Crawford, so. Maybe he needs to fight Ugas now to really prove himself. I don't yeah. Spence. I don't. Yeah. So so yeah, it's it's interesting though because uh, Porter and Crawford are at a purse bid right now. They're in the midst of a purse bid for a potential matchup, and for all intents and purposes, once that comes through or is ultimately settled then that is going to take those two out of the picture unless yeah. there's a fight. It depends on what date this is set for, but more than likely this might be their last fight for the year unless they do something in like December 
uh, so they'll have a short turnaround and all that stuff. So I don't know if that one's going to happen. Then, uh, of course, with Errol Spence, we don't know what that timeline will be like for his return from that torn retina. So that takes yeah. him off the table for this year, of course. And one of the rumors... There, yeah. Yeah. There's also Keith Thurman, I was going to say. I, oh, yeah. I just remember him. Yeah. Yeah, his name has been passed around for sure. Yeah. I would really like to see that fight too because I'm curious uh, at, because it would show where Thurman is, I believe. That would be very good, you know, to test the ground or however you call it, fight for him. You yeah, know, I'm not sure. yeah, I'm not sure if they're going to give him that fight um, considering he's been out, you know, been, been inactive. Yeah. He's coming he's off of a loss, right? Yeah, and he's been pricing himself out of the market lately, it seems. He's always talking about money, you know, and that's so wrong for him. Yeah. He's so not in that position right now, you know. No, no, <laughs> definitely that height has died down to a slow burn at this point. Uh, and I had heard his name being thrown around with Gervonta Davis, but I saw some article where Steven Espinosa, the guy in charge over there at Showtime, said that uh, that's not going to happen, so... I think Thurman is going to be out there, you know, just kind of in limbo, lingering and waiting for that next big fight. But I did hear uh, rumors of a potential matchup between Jamal James and this Russian fighter. His last name is Buatev. He ended up fighting Buatev. He fought Alexander Putin, I think it was last year. Oh, yeah. It ended up being a no contest because Putin. Uh, failed the drug test, so he's still undefeated. Boatev, yeah, and he's he, he's a strong fighter. He can he can box, but he's super strong, and durable as well. And if he and yeah. if he and um, Boatev were to, or he and Jamal James were to fight, I would favor Boatev in that matchup. And then I guess that could lead to someone or one of them, the winner of that, taking on. Ugas, which I think would be pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just checking out that guy <laughs> online, but that might be. Yeah, he's solid. You say his name is Buatev. Buatev. Yeah, B U A T E V, if I'm not mistaken. All right. He fought Alexander Best Putin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just trying. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the guy. Yeah, or Butayev. Well, that ended in a no oh, contest. Oh, yeah, Butayev. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I said Butayev. <laughs> the Python, the Python. <laughs> that's his yes. nickname. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, he's from Russia. He's, yeah, hey, he's solid. He's a solid guy. Tell you that he can take a punch and uh, he can dish it out too. In that fight with yeah, best, thirteen best, and old, yeah. He ended up losing that yeah. fight with Best Putin, but there were some who felt that he won. Uh, Butaya. And he, he's a tall welterweight also. Yeah, yeah, he he is almost five eleven. Yeah. Because when they fought, it was for uh, WBA belt uh, when Best Putin and Butaya actually faced off. 
Um, yeah, and of course, Bliss Putin wanted. Then that became, I guess, vacant. I don't know which version of it it was, but that just kind of leaves that window open. Yeah, well, uh, of course, I'm always uh, for you know East European fighters getting more big fights in America, of course, <laughs> and yeah. not just because I'm also East European, because yeah. many of them do deserve that, and you know they can be very uh, exciting to watch. Also, they usually have that you know re relentless style <laughs> of fighting. Um, yeah. Some of them are also very good technicians. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are, and um, they're really on their game. Uh, yeah. On that card, were you able to check out the Mark Magnifico Maxayo fight against Julio Ceja, which turned out to be a very no. good fight? Okay, it was a fight that was actually on that card. Yeah, I did read about it from some other guys on Facebook, but no, I didn't see it, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a step-up fight for Maxayo. Uh, yeah, Maxayo, and he... Uh, yeah, I've heard of him, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a Filipino, yeah. Correct, correct. And he had a good showing early on, and then Seha started to get to him, and actually looked like Seha was going to stop him, but Maxayo showed grit stuck in there and he ended up stopping Seha with a huge punch. So he, he looks Yo, like he's you know, a Filipino, <laughs> Filipino yeah. superiority over the Mexican fighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Seha has been in a few of those, you know, like yeah. fights before where he could have won by knockout, but he ended up getting knocked out himself. So yeah, yeah. He's not the luckiest guy you might see <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had he may have been up on the cards i'm sure too because he was really giving it to maxayo before he came along was against hugo ruiz i believe before he lost once by in that way i think he first beat him and then he he first knocked out Hugo Ruiz and he got knocked out or something like that in the rematch. Yeah, uh, and I think he fought Regan <laughs> Dial. Yeah, he did. And he ended up losing, getting stopped. But it was an exciting fight. One of the, uh, you know, you don't see too many exciting fights with Regan Dial if you think it back and forth action. But this was one yeah. where that, they had a little bit of that when he fought him. And speaking of such, uh, Guillermo Rigondeau took on Casemiro, uh, 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 Real Casemiro, Filipino fighter. Yeah. And uh, I caught the last half of the, well, not even last half, probably last third, I guess <laughs> you could say, from about the ninth round on. And I need to go back and watch it. But from what I heard, uh, Rigondeau played it safe the majority of the time, and it didn't have the mm. sustained sort of back and forth which I, I bet you can't expect that with the uh, Rigondeau fight. I don't know if you caught it or anything, but what are your thoughts on that? Because I know that you gave the nod to Casemiro for the W prior to the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I even thought he would perhaps stop even the late, but he didn't, of course. But that's, what, as you say, maybe the reason because he played it so safe. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I did only see I think some highlights of that fight. I believe, yeah, that's right. I saw the so yeah. I think um, Casimiro was simply a more 
more aggressive, you know, yeah. as expected. And he did a pretty good job, I guess. Uh, it's a little bit hard to judge from just highlights, but anyway, he had some good, uh, yeah, good moments. So uh, now he may be in the, I mean, maybe fighting in Owe next. That, yeah, you know, that, that is going to be a major, major showdown, of course. Yeah, and I think that in Oyoe, um he actually sent out something on Twitter or whatever, basically saying that he wants that fight. So I think that'll make for some good drama in the build-up because Casemiro, he's one of those guys that isn't afraid to try and get under the other fighter's skin, which is essentially what cost him the Donaire fight. So I think that he's going to bring some hype to that potential matchup, uh, and hopefully it ends up happening. As for uh, Rigan Diao, yeah, when I did tune in, he was pretty much on the defensive uh, for the majority of the time from the rounds that I saw, and he wasn't throwing yeah. much. Uh, Casemiro wasn't able to land a ton in those last few rounds, but Rigondeau wasn't throwing much at all, and I think that was his downfall. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's retirement from Rigondeau here at this point. Yeah. I don't feel like he's taking a ton of damage in so. his career, but... Virginia Cooperative Extension is your local connection to Virginia Tech and Virginia State University. With offices in nearly every locality, Virginia Cooperative Extension provides low or no-cost services including well water testing, soil sampling, 4-H clubs and youth development activities, nutrition education, how-to workshops, and much more. Visit ext.vt.edu to see what your local Virginia Cooperative Extension team can do for you. At Virginia Cooperative Extension, we are changing lives. Virginia Tech and Virginia Cooperative Extension are an equal opportunity affirmative action institution. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z, or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he should retire definitely. He's four years now, and uh, you know he's achieved everything he could, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as a guy I know says, uh, he believes that every guy over forty should be retired automatically. <laughs> so maybe there's, at least from the world level fights. Yeah, I I think the same. I believe the same. Hmm. So. Now, uh, Casimiro is free to <laughs> fight. Rigondeau was, of course, very, like, uh, confident at the press conference. And, you know, uh, he seemed pretty pissed off because uh, Casimiro was maybe talking some stuff about him yeah. <laughs> or his man, I don't know, that he didn't like. And But I knew it was just, he was just blowing steam. I knew yeah. he couldn't. He didn't have enough left in the tank to beat Casimero, who is that good, you know, he's really, you know, a world-class puncher also, not just, you know, fighter. Yeah, yeah that, is, mm -hmm. that is true. He is a world-class puncher. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully the NOA fight materializes because I think that will be an exciting one. 
and also, and, and also um i think there's potential for some others in or around that weight as well uh that could mm. potentially pop off can't think of tool for sure but um any one name but um i know donair is still being thrown around for a potential rematch with in and what was a great fight yeah. fought last time that's right i believe oh yeah that's right so it was I thought he was going to fight. There was talks of him fighting Casimero. That didn't yeah. sound right. <laughs> to... Well, they were going yeah. to, but Casimero made some, and I guess his team made some, what could be considered disparaging remarks towards uh, his wife, <laughs> amongst other things, and uh, Donaire pulled out of the fight. Seems negotiations. Like... <laughs> Seems like his team is, uh, you know, really good at talking trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <That's>... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so we'll see, though. Yeah. We'll see if this leads to something, because that's one I would want to see as well, Casimiro versus uh, Donair, if they can make it happen, mm. a Filipino clash, you know? Yeah, that would be also fun, I think. Uh, two guys that are both pretty, you know, aggressive and punchers and yeah <laughs> why not why not that's that's a good point right there uh you know there was actually a car yesterday i didn't catch it um but it was on bt sports uh but i saw that anthony yard got a win i don't know how game yeah. the opponent opponent was i haven't seen the fight but uh he's not back in the win yeah and and yard seems to be i guess you can say refocused maybe he he i know that he wants to get back in that running i remember when he was yeah coming up you know it was like oh my god this dude looks like a destroyer you know but that yeah. quickly <laughs> died down now yeah he was i guess brought up a little bit too fast maybe uh and uh like uh, Joshua Boatsy is about to, to get also, I think, because uh, as we spoke, I think we spoke about his last fight, yeah. didn't we, last time? Because he was, he had some serious defense uh, holes, let's say, that way. And yeah. <laughs> that guy from Latvia was too too able to nail him too easily with the yeah. the uppercut. I remember so. He's gonna have to fix that, or else he's gonna be an easy prey, easy target for those top guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. One seventy-five. Yeah, and it's tough sledding to get a belt at one seventy-five. If you're gonna get one, it's gonna yeah. be tough sledding, pretty much at this point, because you're gonna have to go through some yeah that's... competition. Yeah, some major bangers like you know, better be and Smith Jr. and yeah. all those guys. Yeah, yeah, and taking a punch is required, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he did take those punches well, let's give him credit for that. Yeah, he but, did. Uh, he still was fighting a guy who is not exactly world level. He's like a B-minus guy, let's say, Bolotnik, something like that. Yeah, and in the fight prior to that, I, I know he got his eye closed. I forget who he was taking on, but he got his eye closed in that previous fight oh, prior yeah. to this one. So he does take hmm. some shots, even though he's solid, pretty uh, polished, but he can take some shots. Yeah, and I think he was, perhaps he could have ended that fight 
uh, sooner, but uh, I think somewhere in the seventh round or something, he was uh, having Golotnik's in trouble, but then he just wasn't able to finish him off, and it took him four more rounds, of course, to do the job, but he did it in Vienna, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's pretty good. He's definitely got some good uh, tools, but uh, he still needs, you know, a few more fights before he can challenge for some kind of title, world title. Yeah, him versus uh, Yard would seemingly be a pretty good one, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Frank Warren, he does business with Cody, so I think I can make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, they do business now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Eddie was very, like, oh, because uh, that guy who, who always interviews him, you know, that, look, uh, what's his name? From IFL TV? Who, no, he's from, yeah, he's called Coogan Cassius. Oh, okay. So he was, like, a little bit critical, or he was, you know, asking Eddie if he was was critical on uh, on uh, Blotzi's performance, and Eddie was like, no, what are you talking about? He got pretty offended. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. started, like, <laughs> and he said, "Are you are you gonna guide him to the, the world title?" And he said, "No, I'm gonna guide him to the to the Commonwealth title." What do you think? <laughs> you know, he was yeah. like that, of <laughs> course. <laughs> <laughs> and and then in the end, that guy he said, "Oh, well, you've been steering." Yeah, he said, "I'm gonna steer him." To, and then he said, "Well, you've been steering Dillian White for five years, like." Right? <laughs> 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 he that took a jab at him. <laughs> that is true, though. And, and, <laughs> Yeah, Eddie was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> Good point there. He has been steering them for about five years, and it doesn't look like it's any closer to happening. So, yeah, that's yeah, that for was... uh, White. Yeah. And, of course, he even got knocked out last year, so that was yeah by a guy who was almost 41. <laughs> So. I agree. Yeah, I don't see it happening here because it, it it makes sense for the winner of this Fury Wilder three to take on Anthony Joshua. There's there's too many mm. Alexander Usyk, but if that happens, uh, I think that would yeah. be, be a good. One. But it's crazy because Dillian White has been at heavyweight and he's been clamoring for that title. Usyk, this is his third fight there, and he's getting it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the star power, you might say. Usyk is just a bigger name. Or, yeah, he yeah. was the the undisputed champion. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I guess, yeah, part of it may be because of White's image. You know, he, that doesn't really project such a, a gentleman image as Anthony Joshua, maybe, because he does, yeah. you know, talk a little, you know, trash and stuff like that. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. He just not, has, yeah. Some, he has something thuggish about him. Even though people say he's a nice guy and, you know, Alan Babich, she says he loves Dillian White. <laughs> yeah. He said he's a really good guy. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about him that, I guess, turns off some people. Or... <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. But he's, uh, I feel like, yeah, he's been fighting, knocking off guys uh, to get into yeah, that kind of condition. Yeah, he deserves. 
Yeah, he, he really deserves now a world title shot, you know. He does have some really good uh, names on his record. Victories, Parker, yeah. uh, Rivas, and uh, who else? Uh, well, now Povetkin, of course. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah he, so Chisora, he actually uh, stopped Chisora, him, knocked he, him out. He's, yeah, he's only the second guy to really knock out Chisora, so that's... Yeah, so he, yeah. he deserves to be there, but yeah, I'm sure the Toget can knock out, set him back a little bit, but hey, he came right back from that yeah. deal, but we thought he was going to do that first time around. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll see yeah. if he uh, actually gets back into the mix, you know. Yeah, and he really seems motivated. He really wants to win a world title or to try anyway. <laughs> so that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree. Um you know, you know there's a card tonight, it's a showtime pay per view. The Jake oh, Paul versus yeah. Tyrone Whitley mega show, that I guess you could say. <laughs> that's charade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> so it's a boxing fight, right? Not MMA. Yeah, yeah, it's a boxing. Um, yeah, Paul versus uh Woodley. So it should be uh pretty interesting. I think they had yeah. some, they get they had some legit individuals on the undercard. Of course, Daniel the boy Amanda Serrano. Um, yeah. Giving, but that being said, uh, yeah, it is the a pay per view. Boy. I don't. I wouldn't consider it necessarily a pay per view type card, but. Uh, that's mm. what it is. It is what it is. We got Tommy Fury on there <laughs> taking on some guy, Anthony Taylor, who is oh, yeah. 0 and 1. So, yeah. Fury, I saw that uh, yeah. face off. Yeah. That's, uh, that looked pretty nasty. <laughs> so, pretty yeah. Heat. I think that uh, Tommy Fury versus uh, Jake Paul is pretty much an even yeah. matchup because. You look at Tommy Fury. I'm looking at his uh, resume now. He fought. <laughs> he fought a guy that was two and zero. Then he fought a guy that was two and twenty six. He fought a guy oh, that yeah. was ten and one hundred and two and three. So <laughs> yeah. he's only fought one person with the winning record, and that was in his last fight, Jordan Grant, who was two and zero. Everyone else has yeah. been. Either had no wins or a ton of losses, with only a couple. Wins. Yeah, but he seems to have possessed that fury kind of confidence that yeah. is so, you know, <laughs> common for them because he was talking also I know against Jake Paul and some other guys maybe. <laughs> so I know there are some sparks there going between him and Jake Paul. So yeah. I think we can we we'll probably gonna see that fight in the near future, yeah. Yeah, why not? They seem to be pretty much close as far as uh resume, uh, even though mm -hmm. uh Paul hasn't fought an actual boxer, hey you could argue <laughs> that neither has Fury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I mean, Paul seems to have, uh, you know, some punching power because I think he's one of his fights, those few fights he's had by a knockout. So, uh, and he comes yeah. in at 190, so, so Fury 
uh cruiser yeah yeah <laughs> basically a cruiser so fury could i guess bank on that in some sense um yeah but, you know but i think he weighed at fury weighed at 179 uh last night yeah. oh, okay 179 <laughs> cool yeah. all right so yeah we'll see how he looks um when he actually steps in this thing because, uh, yeah, I know he was a light heavyweight, right? And he's just weighing a little bit more yeah. to show that, hey, I can pack on some weight to get this match up. <laughs> but we'll see how yeah. it goes. But I think it'll happen in the future. It should be next, I would say, if both of them were to win, which um, as far as Jake Paul versus Woodley, I don't know. I haven't seen Woodley box. and But he's... Says he's been training boxing and all that stuff. I knew him more as a wrestler, so I don't know who to, oh, yeah. who to pick. I guess it's a 50 50 fight, <laughs> if you ask me. Yeah, I don't know really. I don't know, maybe since, well, <laughs> Jake Paul doesn't have, of course, many, a lot of boxing experience, but he has boxed so far, like maybe more than Woodley. I mean, you know. I don't know if Woodley has had any boxing fights before, but yeah. it doesn't look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so it, I guess yeah, maybe I'm leaning more more towards Jake Paul because yeah. you know so so far he's been uh, I don't know if he's had two or three fights, but he's knocked out everybody. So he, he does seem to have power anyway, <laughs> if nothing <Yeah>. else. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll see how this is uh, paid off. Uh, now, there is uh, an intriguing matchup on the card, or at least I find it to be probably the most intriguing matchup, and that is uh, Ivan the Beast Baranchik taking on Montana Love, and this is Baranchik coming back from that loss to Zapata, yeah. so he continues <laughs> to be recovered from that. Montana Love is an undefeated fighter. I've seen him fight a time or two. Um, his name hasn't kind of been out there as it may have been you know at one point in his career a little bit early on but i think that this is a mm. very intriguing matchup super lightweight matchup uh to see if baranchik's style can get to love or if love has what it takes to stop a guy coming off of a devastating knockout loss mm. yeah i'm also pretty uh interested to see how he Alvarez can, uh, you know, bounce back if he can <laughs> bounce back now. <clears throat> I think he he should be able to because uh, that guy is not, well, he's not some kind of you know world world beater as they say in England. Yeah. But uh, I guess you know anything can happen, of course, in boxing, boxing. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very unpredictable. Yeah. I kind of I I have that fight in this prediction league that I that I have, am taking part in and I picked Varanchik uh, to win on points. Okay. I think that's the safest thing right now because it's his yeah. comeback fight, you know, after a a couple of bad losses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that is a, a safe pick right there, going for him via decision. Uh, because I think uh, yeah. it's, it's going to be the toughest fight of Montana Love's career. Um, and we'll see if that's the case for Baranchik. But we know Baranchik has been in with some top-level guys. So in all likelihood, 
it is not the case that this is going to be his toughest fight. But I think it'll more so yeah. set the tone for how Baranchik looks and feels after coming off of that uh, knockout loss that he did, which can have an effect mm. on fighters. Yeah, definitely. That was some some knockout loss. Yeah, really devastating. Yeah, a great fight, of course. <laughs> yeah, and it was a fight of the year type candidate as well as uh, yeah, as a crazy well. fight. <laughs> yeah, knockout of the year candidate as well. So both of them in that same boat. A knockdown fiesta. <laughs> knockdown fiesta. But I agree. Um, I wanted to shift to the September twenty fifth card. For Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk. Now, we spoke on yeah. our thoughts on Joshua versus Usyk, but the entire sort of main undercard has been released now. And some people were complaining yeah. about it. I didn't find it to be too bad of a uh, card, but some think that it is a shitty card. Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess to each is her own, but. We are going to see Lawrence Ocoli defending his uh, WBA, yeah. WBO Cruiserweight title against Dylan Prasovic, who yeah. uh, is coming in undefeated out of Montenegro, of all places. Montenegro. So that should be an interesting fight. I don't know Prasovic, uh, Prasovic, uh, but... Prasovic. It's actually Prasovic, but it's okay. Prasovic. I always tough to, <laughs> yeah. to pronounce that. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm looking at his resume, uh, and or at least looking at his record on uh, BoxRec, for instance. I don't see any major name, but that being said, uh, we'll see how he looks. You never know with some of these guys, even though they haven't fought anyone yeah. of significance. Sometimes, you know, they can come under the radar. And, uh, yeah. Just gonna mention one thing that uh, Philip Hergovich is also fighting a Montenegrin guy who is based oh, yeah. in, I think, in Austria. I, mean, I anyway, the fight is in Austria. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So this guy, yeah, he's a uh, undefeated, but they say he he is not something. Uh, I mean, he's not gonna be a really good opponent. Marco Radonic, his name is. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember submitting a little release on that. So, yeah, that is another one. Philip Hergovich back in yeah. action. I think. Uh, yeah, so it's a defense of that IBF international title he holds. Okay. So, I guess that means in future he can challenge uh, whoever, I mean, the winner of Joshua Usyk because that's one of the, the titles that Joshua holds, right? IBF, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. I think he has IBF, WBO, and WBA. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Stipulate title. Yeah. And then that one loner is over there with Fury at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's the like the main prize of the WBC. Like that's what they consider it anyway. But I don't I don't think there's any difference between them. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we can get those belts back in the hands of one man. Which is often yeah. elusive uh, in the heavyweight ranks as of uh, over the last 30, 20, 30 yeah. plus years. We occasionally get Never. it, but yeah, we'll see if it's going to happen. Yeah. Never tends to stay with one man for too long anyway, all those belts. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's, it is uh, surprising that um, yeah, Joshua has been able to maintain those three, you know, but I think it t- takes some of the sort of play or what goes on with the sanctioning yeah. bodies who seem to at times have no real structure to how they determine uh, who gets a shot and all of that stuff. Uh, but it is mm. interesting. And, and speaking of that, um, uh, w, the WBA, it, I guess, scrapped all of its interim titles. So anyone who had what was considered an interim title is no longer a titler, yeah. which is interesting, right? No more. Yeah, that's that's gonna be pretty uh, that much of a downer for those guys who are holding their belts. <laughs> now they have none, none. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's a very good thing. Um, I never liked this stuff with the interim, you know, belts, and I don't see the point. Either you're you're a champion or you are not. So you know. yeah, and the same with. That super champion nonsense that WBA has, <laughs> that's also something that's got to go, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And the only way you're going to get those top-level matchups is to reduce the amount of floating belts that are out there, you know, that's floating around mm. for any and every scenario. It, uh, I think the reducing that is the way that we're going to get the fights that people actually want to see when they elevate someone or make someone mandatory. Um, so I think it's a good thing as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. The only thing is we don't know if uh, the other shanking bodies will follow suit, but time will tell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The others still have that <laughs> interim uh, title. Well, I don't know really what's the point, but I, I guess it's a way to re- reward those guys who are number two, and I guess um, yeah. their ranking for number one. Yeah. And get some sanctioning <laughs> fees as well. Yeah, that's right. Also. <laughs> so, <laughs> the money. The more the merrier, <laughs> I guess you can say. <laughs> Show me the money. Show me, Show the, me money. the money. <laughs> but, um,. But yeah, and, and on the Anthony Joshua card back to that, you know, of course people were ragging it, but uh, Florian Marku is going to be taking on Maxim Prodan, who is an undefeated fighter for an IBF international welterweight title. I think that is an mm-hmm. interesting matchup. I like Marku. I think that uh, he has a big personality and he seems to come to fight. 
and really seems to enjoy fighting and this Proton guy who mm. is fighting he hasn't really been any been here with anyone of note that I can see no. but he's coming in undefeated and he's uh, I guess he's living in Italy in Italy and he's Romanian 28 mm. years old so uh, yeah, yeah I haven't seen him Oh, I saw something very interesting to me. <laughs> this French guy who was earlier a super uh, welterweight, and he beat a few good guys or stopped Mikhailenko and Johan Perez. And this, his name is Dylan Sharat. So now mm. he's fighting as a, uh, or yeah, he's fighting still as a super welterweight, but he's fighting. Uh, Kerman Learaga, the guy, you know, the mm. Basque knockout artist for the U European title. So that sounds like a pretty interesting matchup to me. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll have to check All him right. out. I don't know if that's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we have Connor Ben versus Adrian Granados, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a, a good one as far as I'm concerned in terms of seeing how Dean does with uh, uh, Granados. Uh, it's either going to be a rough-and-tumble affair or Dean is going to blow him out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know. Yeah, Granados is a really tough, tough guy. And he's... I see he's only been knocked out by Danny Garcia, so that's mm -hmm. that's no shame, of course. <laughs> yeah. Danny can punch. Yeah, yeah. So. He did, he's typically in some rough and sort of ugly at times fights where you really have to scrap and keep him off of you. So I think it's good for Ben in terms of you know the just I guess mm. you could say. Step up from uh, the Vargas fight, Samuel Vargas. So mm. I, I think that they're closer in terms of levels, Vargas and Granados. But it should be interesting yeah. to see how Ben handles Granados and if he can be only the second person to stop him, which I think would be a, a statement in some sense. Yeah, Granados has now had a few fights. Uh... <laughs> And some pretty high level ones also. So I don't know how much there's left in his tank. He's fought Sean Porter, Adrian Broner, and and uh, Robert Easter Jr. Wow. Yeah. He's had some really good fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been in there with some guys. Yeah. Um. Caleb Smith is making his return since uh, last fighting Canelo in what turned out to be uh, a bad matchup for him, and he didn't look too hot. But as we mentioned before, yeah, we like uh, Caleb Smith, and I think this is oh, uh, Caleb, yeah. yeah, interesting match. <laughs> I thought you said Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Caleb Smith. Caleb The yeah, yeah. brother of Liam. And, um, yeah. And he's taking on Lennon Castillo, who I think is a solid fighter. Yeah. But um, I think that Caleb Smith should win this. And it's actually at light heavyweight. Yeah, so that, that does make sense. Yeah. So Caleb has moved up, so he's going to be fighting at light that's heavyweight good. now. And Castillo yeah, was that's... thoroughly outboxed by Dimitri Bivol. So I think that Caleb Smith will probably oh, yeah, right. provide a similar type of uh, performance. 
Yeah, I don't think that's very good that Callum has moved up. Or yeah, that's uh, yeah. he's definitely outgrown that super middleweight division for a while now. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I don't know much about this guy Castillo, but I guess it's uh yeah, it's a very winnable fight for Callum. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, may even yeah. score a knockout. Maybe I don't. Hey, it's potential maybe. could be there. Let me see. Has he been stopped? Yeah. No, he hasn't been stopped in his losses, but he can be outboxed. He's a Dominican guy. And, um, you know, oh yeah. So I think that Caleb can certainly uh, outbox him on his when Caleb's on game. So it just should be a good one. And I think this adds uh, another interesting name to the big set once at one seventy five, which was sort of uh, top and exciting division. Yeah, it may have yeah, lost no. a little bit of luster, but it's right back in the mix now with guys like Caleb Smith and Gilberto yeah, Ramirez jumping in the mix, uh, Jesse Hart. shaping up. Yeah, shaping up. And I'm happy because I was always kind of fond of that division. In the past, you know, it's produced some of the best fighters ever in the, in the history, I guess. Like, uh, you know, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Spinks, Bob Foster. Yeah. Um, story division. Well, it's, it's a very story yeah. division. Eddie Mustafa, Muhammad, all those guys, you know. White, Kawi. Yeah, and even going back to the early days, way back. You know, Matthew, Saad, Muhammad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's always been pretty solid, yeah. And, and going back to yeah. the like to Tommy Locker and Harry Grab, uh, yeah. and others just way back, you know, it's been been pretty solid. Bob Fitzsimmons, like is the yeah, who's, who who's fought at uh one seventy five, you know. Yeah. And it was always the second most glamorous division after heavyweight. Yeah. Know? For a long, for a long time, anyway, you know, yeah, yeah, that, that's good to go. So yeah, I like that um, name being thrown in the mix. I wouldn't mind seeing Caleb Smith versus Gilberto Ramirez. Uh, that's the fight yeah, that I wouldn't mind too. seeing there. I think it'll be a good test for both of them. Should Caleb Smith mm. be successful, which he should be against uh, Lenny Castillo. Yeah, he should. He really should. <laughs> If he doesn't beat him, then uh, maybe he ought to retire or take a break or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Ramirez, he looked good against um, Sullivan Barrera, or, or at least this version of yeah. Sullivan Barrera, who slipped a bit over the last uh, few years. Uh, but that being said, Gilberto looked good and actually uh, stopped him. So I think, mm. yeah, that would be a good test for Caleb at 175 were to materialize, which we don't know if that will actually happen, but definitely one that is intriguing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> then uh, Campbell Hatton is on the, that undercard, oh, yeah. floor, which a lot of people frowned about. I, was... I understand why, but yeah, <laughs> he's on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Campbell Hatton. Yeah, I don't know. He's uh, from what I have seen, uh, that first fight he didn't look yeah. that I mean that good. <laughs> he does have that same kind of energy and style as his old man, but uh, 
Yeah. Uh, maybe he, he simply needs to be, you know, to maybe trained a little better or I don't know. Maybe he will know. He just doesn't have that same talent that his father has. I don't know. Maybe he'll get better in yeah. time. <laughs> maybe. It's hard to say now, you know, he's so young. So. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I think he's in an interesting spot. You know, he's feeling that the void of that Hatton name being out there. That being said, um, he's really not, you know, prime time TV ready thus far. That being mm. said, he has the name, so of course he's going to be thrown out there, and he's going to attract a fan. Uh, as long as people don't get too caught in the hype, because I think that he has a lot to work on before he's even ready mm. to even be considered with even someone who is like a top-level prospect, let alone a contender or anything of that nature. Right now, yeah, Campbell is simply a prospect with a name, and he has a ton of work that uh, he needs to do before, you know, people can throw him in that mix with yeah, like I said, the top level prospects that are around that week. Mm. A ton, yeah. yeah. Mm. Definitely, yeah. And he, he, hasn't, yeah. he hasn't been able to stop anyone. He's 3-0. He, he doesn't seem to yeah. have much power, but I think a part of it no, is his no. technique as well because um, he's not very clean and polished either. Yeah, yeah he's very aggressive. and uh, Yeah, that kind of guy who throws, just throws and throws. <laughs> tries to stop, you know, maybe on accumulation more than, uh, you know, sharp punches and all that. Yeah. yeah. But his father wasn't exactly a really hard puncher himself. He just kind of broke his uh, opponents down most most often, you know, yeah. gradually. Yeah, yeah, that is he doesn't. True. Yeah, he doesn't really have anyway on of his, you know, higher level fights, Ricky didn't really have that many uh, early stoppages. It was more like in the ninth and tenth and eleven rounds. Yeah, okay. by accumulation, now. Yeah, accumulation. So he was never like you know some kind of uh, really hard, hard hitter like uh, <laughs> that guy. What's his name? Colin Jones from Wales, who was a welterweight mm. before. <laughs> He was famous for really having a big punch, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't know if I know. Yeah. Rowan Jones. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, that's uh, mm. that, that's pretty pretty cool. So yeah, we'll see what Patton looks like in this fight. Um, of course, it's really a showcase fight. The guy he's going yeah. against is three and seven. Is on Dura, who's out of Spain. So yeah, it should be, you know, more oh, so yeah. of a, kind of a showcase type thing and. Um, We'll see how Campbell handles him, or if he looks to have added anything to his game, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about the guy, oh yeah. I was just trying to remember, there was a guy, uh, I think like a week ago he fought in England, but he, I thought that he was going to win on points. Wait, that was that guy who is, oh, but I'm trying to remember, he won by a first round knockout. It was like very fast. Oh, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he he is from UK, but maybe not. The, I don't know. I remember his name. <laughs> that was a really big surprise to me. The way he just blew his opponent out. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I can't remember who it is either, but I think I, I do recall yeah. what you're speaking of. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, Josh Wellington is also fighting on the, on the where was that? Oh yeah, the fourth. Uh, the, this actually next Saturday. <laughs> oh yeah. Against the guy who beats him, Lara. Yeah. Yeah, that should be a good one right there. I think Lara's coming in with a lot more confidence than uh, than he probably had in the last fight, and he's probably going to come in feeling untouchable in some yeah. sense, and rightfully so because he really was bringing it to uh, Josh Warrington. And if Warrington yeah. shows up uh, like he did against Carl Frampton, then that should make for a very exciting fight. Definitely, yeah. This will, I guess, this will prove whether that loss was about Warrington not being at his best that night, or you know whether he he really whether Lara really has his number. You know? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, it could be the latter. Laura may have his number, but of course we'll see here yeah. when they actually <laughs> check in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a problem this you are because Warrington is the guy who is, uh, you know, high pressure, high output uh, kind of guy, you know, and uh, when you don't have that power that can really, you know, help you end the fight, quickly enough and you are you can be in trouble you get a little you know gassed maybe a little in the yeah later on yeah i was thinking about that the fact that yeah he doesn't have a big punch interestingly enough he doesn't have a yeah. knockouts he's really through you know outworking his opponents and and really throwing yeah. a ton of shots and laura was <laughs> all for that last time around mm. Yeah, I mean, he's simply uh, that kind of uh, pressure fighter. and uh, But, you know, very often, I mean, some of the others, I guess, didn't have, but he really doesn't have a really hard punch. Yeah. I was saying, I was going to say some other pressure fighters in past were not maybe such thunderous punchers, but uh, they did have some pop, you know. Anyway, yeah, like Barry McGuigan, for instance. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there have been a number of guys who didn't have that. Sort Jeff of... Fennick and you know all those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even going back, yeah, there's some others out there who didn't have that sort of one punch power, but through just outworking yeah. their opponents, accumulating and outboxing them, racked up a lot of mm. victories. So, uh, good, good bull test again for Warrington and Lara both, so looking forward to that one. Yeah. Definitely checking out. And I know Katie Taylor is going to be fighting on there as well, so oh, you know, yeah. I, feel like I, feel like I haven't seen her in a while, but yeah, she's going to be back in the mix. Um, who is she taking on? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm seeing who she's taking on. Oh, Jennifer Hans. 18-3 and three, and She's out of oh out of the U.S. So okay, Jennifer Hahn, who I think I heard about her somewhere or seen her name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see how she looks. I don't know that I've seen her. Uh, she's beat. I guess Melissa Saint Gill. That's one name I know of. And her in Melissa Saint Gill's mm. third fight. Um. Okay, so yeah. 
So yeah, we'll be it'll be interesting to see how she looks. But we know Katie comes with them and want to ultimately see Katie against some of those other top names, whether that's Michaela Mayer, yeah. which I think would be a good one, or even a potential rematch with Jessica McCaskill. In this case, both of them will be coming with uh, belts. You know, Jessica McCaskill yeah, undisputed at 147, <laughs> Taylor being undisputed down at 135. So that makes for an interesting clash this time around, even more so. Yeah. Well, I think maybe Katie Taylor is, uh, you know, I think she's been a few, had a few tough fights where maybe she's been a bit lucky, a couple, <laughs> to get the decision, I guess. But uh, mm -hmm. I cannot now exactly remember who that was she was fighting. But anyway, at least once I did see her fight this, uh, that was like a couple of years ago, three years maybe. And uh, I thought that she didn't really deserve to win, but anyway, she's very, very popular in those islands, British islands, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, she has she's, a pretty decent backing uh, yeah. and fanfare. Yeah, so she's obviously groomed, groomed to be a star, you know. Uh, I don't know if she's promoted by Eddie Hearn or whoever. Yeah, I think it's uh, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie is uh, promoting yeah. match, match room, and they've done a good. I say they've done a pretty good job of uh, keeping her out there in the masses and, and mixing yeah, it up. He's... So that, that's a success story for sure. Yeah, lately he's been uh, dealing with more and more women. <laughs> yeah, like you know, at uh, blonde bomber Ebony Bridge. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> and, you know, she comes with it. Uh, you know, when I saw Ebony fight, um, who who was it that she took? Um, was it? It was some girl called Jessica something, I think. Was, In the fight I prior, know. I didn't see her last fight. I do need to uh, watch that one. But, um, yeah, okay, the one I'm thinking she of lost. is Shannon Courtney. Uh, Courtney. Yeah, the one she lost, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was that a was good a good fight. fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so very. Yeah, she last she beat Beck Connolly. That's right. Okay. And she's got already another fight on this next weekend against Melis Gangloff. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hey, she's staying busy building on the height, but she looked uh, good yeah. in that fight with Shannon Courtney. And um, yeah, she did. She I mean, it. she was like. I mean, she was like very aggressive and just <laughs> going forward and landing, landing. But she got rocked, I guess, once. And uh, oh yeah, she took some big punches. <laughs> yeah, because the Shannon Courtney was simply a bit more polished technically. Yeah, yeah, that was obvious. She had a pretty good defense too, and uh, Bridges doesn't have that, <laughs> Ebony yet. Or yeah. <laughs> Maybe never. <laughs> she's simply not that type of fire. Yeah, no, she's no. Uh, blood and guts. <laughs> yep, yeah, and you know that is exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's good. I like what Eddie's doing, putting uh, yeah. a lot of these women on the forefront, and want to see more of it. Hopefully, we can get at some point Clarissa Shields mm. versus Savannah Marshall, which is 
the other legitimate, you know, 160-pound fight that's out there um, doesn't seem to have materialized into much as of yet. Yeah. But I think it would be a good one. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Now, <laughs> okay, that's we're talking about woman boxing. <laughs> it's, it's just simply a little bit strange because, you know, a few years ago, uh, we were never discussing really women boxing that much, you know. Nobody was, I think. But yeah. now, you know, we got guys on forums talking about, you know, Clarissa Shields and Haiti uh, Taylor and all those. Yeah. Even Jessica. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of interesting personalities out there, which I think helps with uh, with the women's uh, boxing portion, having yeah. those interesting personalities, you know. Yeah. It's good for the sport, I guess, you know, the more the, the merrier, as they say. Yeah. You know, it's same with UFC or MMA, they have their female fighters, so why shouldn't boxing have, I mean, female stars? Yeah. So why should not boxing have it? It's so like... <laughs> yeah. And and the UFC, yeah, they've done a good job of promoting, you know, the women since they've... Uh, Chris Cyborg and all those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it makes for uh, good stuff. Cool. Um, the only the one other one I wanted to mention was on that card, that pay-per-view card with Pacquiao, which I thought was uh, I don't even know what to call the fight, but Victor Ortiz made his return against the returning oh. Robert Guerrero in what was the <laughs> co-main event that I felt like it took the life out of the room because it was, in my opinion, of course, just a meaningless fight. And it really shouldn't yeah. have been the undercard of, or the co-main of a pay-per-view event. <laughs> and it kind of left, you know, I, I left the that names. Fight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just names. And I didn't leave that fight thinking that either of them should be in there with anyone, um, except yeah. maybe some prospects who were looking to build up a, a name. But I know that they had the nerve to throw out uh, – Robert Guerrero potentially yeah. getting in title contention. Like, what the heck? I didn't see it, but I, and I don't really want to see it. Yeah, it's not worth watching. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did, I just heard of it that it was not very good, and especially Ortiz looked poor. And I mean, yeah. both guys. <laughs> yeah. But Ortiz is simply the more damaged, I guess, one of those two. Yeah, both, yeah, especially on the mental side of the house. Uh, yeah. He had some moments where he, some... where the light turned on for a fight or two, but outside of that, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it's it, a shame. I, he was, I did like him, I mean, when he was doing well, and, uh, but uh, he simply didn't have the strong, uh, you know, mental, uh, I would say, side. As you yeah. say, strong mentality too, and that's very important for a fighter. Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So yeah, they leave from this. Uh, yeah, no closer to the title than they were. I was surprised even that Robert Guerrero came back at this point, and we'll see what yeah. it, what it holds. Like I, I can't even see them competing with some of the top up and coming guys at welterweight like. Uh, Vic, uh, Virgil Ortiz or Jerron, yeah. you know, like it, I think that they would blow them out. So, yeah, definitely. It's just an interesting thing for them. Maybe some prospects are out there for. Them. 
Yeah. I can't believe they are still, they can still make 147. So they, that I was going to ask, was that fight at 147? Because I was. I believe it was. Sure. Yeah. I think it was at 147. Now I'm going to double check. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 147. Yeah. Because they threw their name <laughs> out there. And you know, um, yeah, it is. And Robert Guerrero was never a true, like, world beater at 147, even though he had some mm. decent wins. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah he, was a, he was more like a really good featherweight, I guess. And uh, maybe mm -hmm. at, at lightweight for a while, but uh, he didn't stay that long there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we, yeah, yeah, it is um, interesting. But yeah, he has more welterweight, welterweight scraps than I guess I uh, thought that I looked back. But yeah, he was never. Well, he um, did, yeah, but he lost, <laughs> lost a few. Yeah, he was never yeah. really special at welterweight. So yeah, he lost the uh, Omar no. Figueroa, David Peralta. He have, and he didn't have any any power to speak of because at, yeah. at featherweight he was he was knocking out guys, you know, they were solid. You know. mm. Yeah. So, yeah. 26. yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, this is his first fight since uh, September of 2019. Um, so, yeah, I guess he's going to keep going on, you know. And that was uh, Victor Ortiz's first fight since 2018 in February. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Think about it. I remember that Devin Alexander fight. It was another one that. It was an okay fight, but it wasn't uh, anything to write home about. So. Yeah, and he was when did he lose to Berto in twenty seventeen or something. Yeah, Berto. twenty twenty sixteen actually. Yeah. Oh, that far back. <laughs> yeah, that far. Yeah, back. that was that was the sign that he really is finished already. Then I guess. Yeah, this is his third yeah. fight since twenty fifteen actually. So yeah, it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. He should stick to uh, to to appearing in sliced alone movies like mm -hmm. The Expendables. Mm -hmm. He should stick to that stuff, you know. That mm -hmm. try yeah. and get more movie parts. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, maybe that's what he does now that he lost to Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He still has that physique. He's pretty ripped, so he can yeah. you know play some tough Mexican <laughs> action. Mm -hmm. You know, guy. Yeah, he's got the looks too. Uh, you might say he's a charming guy. You know? but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, Simply. He, a, yeah, he had, yeah, he had sort of an appeal to him. Yeah, hmm. it hasn't worked out as far as being at the uh, at that top level. You know, he wasn't wasn't able to sustain sustain much there. But hey, no. you know. I guess he could have. He's had a better career than many. He he did get a major yeah. fight with Floyd Mayweather at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that that fight <laughs> didn't end end the way it should have. No. <laughs> yeah. The way that he wanted to, especially. No. <laughs> it was pretty amusing for several reasons, of course, because yeah. it almost turned into a fight between Floyd and Larry Merchant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna remember that fight for sure. Yeah. For all types of reasons. If <laughs> I was fifty years younger I would kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny, yeah. Larry got at him. <laughs>
Yeah, I believe that. I almost wanted. I almost didn't believe that that he he could do it, Larry. You know, he was yeah. like, he actually did punch a guy while he was doing an interview after the fight. Did you see that? I, that oh, was yeah. a long time. Yeah, I think he was this guy with Steve Kim. <laughs> yeah, he was interviewing Daniel Zaragoza after that. Uh, oh, okay. McCullough fight, yeah, Wayne McCullough fight. So this okay. guy was clear, clearly intoxicated. He jumped in the ring and he thought that McCullough was was robbed, you know. And he started screaming, "Oh, he was robbed!" Oh, and yeah. suddenly, just oof, Larry just kind of yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I do know what you're talking about that clip. Uh, I yeah, I haven't seen that in a while, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> then he just goes back like nothing, you know. He just goes like this. <laughs> oh, sorry, folks, I'm not used to. Using strong arm tactics to get interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a very uh, funny guy. He's always been my favorite in that HBO uh, team of commentators. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Didn't, didn't really like Jim Lampley that much, or okay. yeah, the other guys so much. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you though. Yeah, Larry, he was at the uh, Ali versus Liston fight. Um, the uh, second oh, yeah. one, in that iconic picture of where Ali's standing over like this, telling him to get up. Yeah, Larry Merchant's <laughs> in that picture. He, if if you look, he's in the crowd. If you look in there between wow. the the legs of uh, Muhammad Ali, you'll he was see much him. much younger. I yeah. don't know if it's so easy to to recognize him. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, if you zoom in a little bit, yeah, you can. Uh, you can see him and, and make out his face, but yeah, he was younger. With, uh, yeah, brown he, hair. he remained pretty. He remained pretty youthful <laughs> for a long time. You know? Yeah. 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 Larry yeah. was. Uh, Larry is class, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he goes way back, you know. Hmm. Goes way back. Yeah, and he. Yeah, he should have been the main main commentator. I don't know why they hired Jim Lampley. <laughs> To be the main guy, that was a pretty dumb move. Because yeah. he's got that voice that is so anno annoying, you know, like, you yeah. know, how I feel and rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they like guys. And like that. Yeah. yeah. People were, Animated. I believe, I remember com complaining how he would, uh, when Pacquiao would fight, oh, yeah. he would like scream, bang, bang, oh, bang. Oh, yeah. Like he's <laughs> against Joshua Clotty, bang. Bang! Another yeah. bang! Bang! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is such a, yeah. <laughs> a, a goof. <laughs> yeah, he had been at it a minute, so yeah. Those uh, yeah. HBO days, so. Yeah, yeah the, zone killed, <laughs> the Zone killed HBO boxing, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. They, they could never compete with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the fact that Showtime was working exclusively in some sense with Al Haven and such, I think that added to it. Um, so yeah, and then the HBO just were like, hey, we're gonna focus on sort of our own shows and things of that nature, our own proprietary productions, which, hey, it seems yeah. to have worked out for them. They're still pretty much uh, out there, top level uh, sort of company for, shows mm. and all of that distributing stuff so yeah 
they're always gonna be, I guess. <laughs> they still get some competition, you know, from uh, Netflix and Disney or whatever, yeah. mm -hmm. but uh, or or Amazon, but <laughs> still yeah. gonna be you know, pretty big uh, on TV shows and stuff. Sopranos and that's you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Boardwalk Empire, whatever. <laughs> yeah, having the rights to those, yeah, still is a plus for them. So, mm. interesting. So, gangster, I know why I'm talking about old gangster shows, but I, that that's the ones that I, <laughs> no, I didn't really watch Boardwalk. I did watch some episodes, but I really loved The Sopranos. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I never watched The Sopranos. Interestingly enough. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was good, yeah. but I never watched it. Very good, but I guess some people were slagging it off, like, you know, it's portraying the Italian-Americans negatively, but I was like, hey, it's about mafia, it's not like yeah. about an average Italian-American, so how it is, is it, you know, portraying Italian-Americans badly? I don't, oh, yeah. Some <laughs> people were very sensitive, you know. I don't get it. Yeah, you have to rather <laughs> just yeah, kind of get it and separate the fact from fiction, considering it's a fiction. Yeah, series. definitely. But you know, definitely, it's, it's how you know it can be at sometimes. You know, people's reaction. Now, did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, almost yeah, everybody's was... seen that. <laughs> I was uh, in, introduced. I I would may have well. I have seen the posters before, uh, but uh, it was my cousin who is very into that fantasy stuff. He first introduced me to that show, yeah. and he showed me where I could download it, <laughs> oh, the yeah. episodes and stuff. And uh, okay. yeah, I, I was really hooked from the first episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Same here. Yeah, I didn't start watching it until. Before season six started, with the girlfriend and I, we binge watched it. Bless you. Uh, we binge watched yeah. seasons one through five right before season six uh, started to come out. So it was cool. It was yeah. You can't get hooked. Yeah. It's, uh, of course, the quality wasn't the same throughout the whole, whole seasons. I mean, there yeah. were a couple weaker uh, season five or six seven yeah, six were, and seven yeah. the way it ended kind of wasn't satisfying yeah nobody was really happy with that ending with not the Daenerys, you know. yeah <laughs> everybody was like what no that was pretty should, epic there was yeah, she yeah there was that that petition to redo that last yeah. <laughs> well, season but no, uh, forget about it. Yeah, not happening, folks. Not happening. <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> because yeah, those those guys were the, the the producers. They they say they were too. They were too. Uh, how to say it? They in a hurry to finish it because they were gonna work on another big, 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 big money project. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of why it's you know it wasn't that great that last season yeah yeah uh, and i know they were mentioning spin-offs but i haven't seen anything i wonder if something's gonna come about yeah we'll see though <laughs> we're gonna do trying to do a de niro impersonation <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, de niro. yeah he's so he's great funny. yeah he's funny <laughs> He is a funny guy. 
What's the matter? What's the matter? <laughs> <laughs> you should get in the stand up. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, why not? If guys like Brandon Schaub can be oh, yeah. stand up <laughs> comedians, I should. Yeah, I could be too. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Brandon freaking Schaub. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right, then. Well, cool. yeah, this is uh, this was good to go. Um, we'll have to do it again. Yeah. Of course, it's always yeah, enjoyable discussing <laughs> boxing. We'll see what happens with this. Showtime show tonight, and then we have some other good stuff coming up next week. So maybe we can chat about that. Yeah, sure. Just gonna make sure I get to see enough of those fights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, last I, night I was kind of tired, so there was that British car. So I was tired. I wasn't. I just couldn't sit up. Because I have to watch it, you know, online. So yeah, I didn't catch that one, but I did catch this. Friday Telemundo card that was on. Uh, it was on mm. Telemundo. It was in Spanish. Um, I did check it out. It had some pretty uh, decent fights on there. So, oh yeah, I like when there's always mm. something. You know, when there's something to watch, uh, I'm always down for checking it out. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, have a good <laughs> one, man. Until cool. the next time. Yeah, you too. Boxing yeah. Haven Slavin. <laughs> All right, that's then. me. <laughs> All right. See you. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.